1: weekend another media psycho freak out over something trump tweets it's it's ridiculous this is getting completely out of hand molly jung fast i think she's with uh, the bulwark she says this seems real racist and not cool so what trump actually tweeted out and this is gonna be the last time i ever cover something like this because i'll tell you why they're doing this and it's basically a giant distraction things taken out of context it's ridiculous but trump puts out Why is so much money sent to Elijah Cummings district when it is considered the worst run and most dangerous anywhere in the United States? No human being would want to live there. Where is all this money going? How much is stolen? Investigate this corrupt mess immediately. Representative Elijah Cummings has been a brutal bully, shouting and screaming at the great men and women of the Border Patrol about conditions at the southern border when actually his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the United States. As proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, and well-run, just very crowded. So that's what Trump put out, and this led to a ridiculous meltdown. I mean, people were going on and on about, I can't believe Trump said this about, about Baltimore. Baltimore is such a great place hashtag we are we are Baltimore, or some crap like that. I mean we put a little hashtag together. Everybody wants to stand for this place to which actually there was a news uh, a news anchor from that area, Kimberly Clackick. Oh she's actually a part of the uh, Baltimore County Republican Central Committee, actually, so she's not a news anchor or news personality, but she's with Baltimore County with the Republicans. And she put out, so I'm receiving calls that reporters are working on a hit piece on me. It is truly disappointing. Residents asked if I could help get the trash removed. I filmed it, posted it. You would think people would be upset that their brothers and sisters are living in those conditions. And she posted this video, which was really quite telling. It's her walking through Baltimore, West Baltimore. There's trash everywhere. It's it's a mess. Just crap all over the place. It's... Really ridiculous. And see, Trump went on to say, as proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, well-run, and just very well-crowded. Elijah Cummings' district is disgusting, rat and rodent infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean, the, clean up this dangerous and filthy mess. This is what, that's where it was all centered on. Infested. That's their code word. That's what they tried to pile on and say that's, that's the dog whistle for racism. He calls everything infested. Ben Gittleson, he said Trump's attack on Elijah Cummings this morning followed a Fox News segment an hour earlier in which a Maryland Republican strategist portrayed West Baltimore as a dirty, da- dangerous place where residents told her Cummings rarely visits. And then we get the dramatic CNN reporter, the jahornalist, as Jay Severn likes to say. Hat tip to him. This guy decides he's going to put a video out and he's going to get all choked up because he grew up in Baltimore.
2: This morning, the president attacked another member of Congress on Twitter. This time, it's House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings. He wrote this. Cummings District is a disgusting rat and rodent infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. No human being would want to live there. Infested. That's usually reserved for references to rodents and insects. But we've seen the president invoke infestation to criticize lawmakers before. You see a pattern here? Just two weeks ago. President Trump attacked four minority congresswomen. Why don't they go back to the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Reminder, three of them were born here. All of them are American. Infested, he says. A week before his inauguration, January 2017, Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime-infested. Donald Trump has tweeted more than 43,000 Thousand times. He's insulted thousands of people many different types of people, but when he tweets about infestation It's about black and brown people September 2014 at the height of an urgent health emergency Why are we sending thousands of ill-trained soldiers into Ebola uh, infested areas of Africa bring the plague to the US? Obama is so stupid infested he says There's a revolution going on in California. So many sanctuary areas want out of this ridiculous crime-infested and breeding concept. Infested, he says. The president says about Congressman Cummings' district that no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt. But people are proud of their community. I don't wanna sound self-righteous, but people get up and go to work there. They care for their families there. They love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of congressmen who support you, sir. They are Americans, too. We'll be right back.
1: He goes on and on about infestation and rodents and this is Trump being a racist and everybody piled on. And then in true fashion, just like the Erica Thomas hoax that we talked about last weekend, where Things started showing up, changed the narrative, changed the whole paradigm of of their argument, the ire of their desire. This is what I see tweeted. I wonder if anyone will at the uh, Baltimore Sun ever bothers to read their own paper. They make movies of rats and filth in Baltimore. And then you see a link to rat film documentary about Baltimore's rodent fight to air on PBS tonight from the Baltimore Sun. Rat Film, a documentary that takes the decades long fight waged against Baltimore's rat population and uses it as its lens through which to look at how the city has addressed myriad social issues over the decades, airs on PBS. The hour long documentary from Baltimore filmmaker Theo Anthony, a crowd favorite at last May's 19th Maryland Film Festival, airs on Maryland Public Television as the latest episode of PBS's Independent Lens series. (laughs) So they actually have a documentary coming out about rat infestation. Is the documentary racist? I mean, a longer version of Anthony's film played at the festival, as well as Starvos, Nakaris Foundation Parkway in September and chronicling Baltimore's decade-long battle against its unwelcome rodent population, Anthony details some disturbing parallels with the way city leaders have tried to deal with various urban situations. Maybe we should give the rats a little space to destroy, right? Isn't that what the Baltimore uh, mayor said back when, uh, who was it? Uh, not Eric Garner, not, not Michael, Michael Brown, uh, one of those guys. One of those people who basically attacked a police officer and then was neutralized in the process, not so much with Eric Garner. he was just detained, and uh, the detainment looked more overzealous than what actually happened. And he actually died of a heart attack. so it wasn't even wasn't even the police department's problem. But it was a Trayvon Martin kind of Michael Brown situation. And they burned down the city over a lie. And so this is what they're trying to do. Trump has been really effective with, punching out the gate, just picking something that he knows his supporters have been fed up with. He sees something, a trend, something in the news. You know, Elijah Cummings was up there during the uh, the whole fake swearing in of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and so and the whole border issue. So he sees that, you know, he's in the news quite a bit. So then Trump decides he's going to pick a topic, and he just— Throws it out there on Twitter, bam! You know, why don't you do this? Or you know, why doesn't this happen? Why don't you go back in, to the countries from which your uh, heritage derives from and, and go fix those countries? Next thing you know, the media goes ape, bleep, goes ballistic, meltdown mode. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the reason why they're doing this is they're trying to disarm his bully pulpit, Twitter. They're trying to find a way to vilify anything he tweets so that that way they now can regain the power. You can't win when you're always on defense. And they know this because they've always been on the offense. And Trump, his presidency, has made them go on the defense. So they've had to find ways to maneuver around it. And they've not been successful whatsoever, which has been probably the sweet little blessing in the Trump presidency, the fact that he has just. Beat the living snot out of the media and the punditries and all of the political activists that go on the the cable TV news channels. They don't know how to handle it because they don't know where the next punch is coming. He's going to pick something that's, you know, something he sees on Fox News. He's going to say his two cents about it. He's going to put it up there in a blatant, harsh fashion that may not be for everybody, but his supporters will love it. And so they need to find a way to neutralize his bully pulpit. They don't like the fact that he's not given press secretary meetings anymore. They make that a big issue. Why? They cry and complain, oh, he hasn't had a press secretary meeting in, you know, 100 days. Well, why do you think that is? Because when he does have it, you're just going to sit there and throw crap at him. You're going to be like a bunch of orangutans jumping up and down, throwing crap at whoever the press secretary is. And... There's no need for that. Why, why waste everybody's time? Let's just shut it down. Trump will go on Twitter. He will drop bombs there. You'll have to figure out how to neutralize them. And so this is their new method. It's a Saul Alinsky tactic of isolating something, vilifying it. So they can't do it to him as a person because they've already tried that a million ways to Sunday. He's been investigated upside down, inside out. So now you got to vilify his Twitter account. And we're not going to talk about that on this show From here on out, you see a little uh, exchange going from throughout the week where Trump puts something out and it's taken out of context. You know what? Go listen to someone else who cares. There's a lot of other things we need to be talking about, and the news media will continue to have this back and forth. You can watch those networks for that. We're going to get on to bigger and better things. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Patriot Mobile. Now, we know Google and YouTube aren't just silencing conservatives online. They're also manipulating their algorithms to interfere with the 2020 elections. Meanwhile, big mobile companies are taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill and funding progressive candidates and causes. This includes promoting illegal immigration, abortion, and even gun control. We have only one way to preserve the Constitution and the values with which made our country great. Stick together. This means supporting each other's causes and companies. Leading the charge in this effort is veteran-led Patriot Mobile. With unlimited plans starting as $25 a month, you get the same crystal clear nationwide service with a portion of your billing going to support causes you believe in. Come on over to PatriotMobile.com. Switching is easy, and you'll get a free month of service when you use the promo code Come on over. Since 2015, they have used over $2 billion to support the Constitution and the values we believe in but we have a long way to go. You have a choice. Come on over today, patriotmobile.com, patriotmobile.com. Use the promo code come on over. Now, before we move on, let's hear from an actual resident of Baltimore. Do they think that Trump was indicting the entire city? Or was it an indictment on Elijah Cummings himself? Do the residents understand this?
2: From Baltimore. Green is joining us. Good morning, your reaction to uh, what the President said about your hometown.
0: Um, Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I am, I've been in Baltimore all my life. Uh, The only years that I lived outside of Baltimore was when I uh, went to school. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that what the President said about Mr. Cummings is exactly right. I don't think that it was an indictment of the city I think it was an indictment of the leadership in Baltimore City. Mr. Cummings um, is always quick to come to Baltimore to uh, belittle the people of Baltimore when uh, it's thought that uh, someone has acted badly. But, um, for example, the uh, soft-stitching video that some guys made, it amounted to nothing but... uh, Cummings came to Baltimore and castigated the uh, young people of Baltimore, went back to D.C., and um, uh, presented legislation to tighten witness tampering laws. Uh, But when Martin O'Malley was uh, locking up about 100,000 people on average a year, and 35,000 on average had to be released without charges because... Uh, there was no probable cause for the arrest, and the arrests were only made to uh, bolster O'Malley's standing around the state and around the country uh, because he planned to run for president. Um, Mr. Cummings couldn't come to Baltimore to uh, do something about that, no matter how much people complained. Um, now, children in Baltimore separated from their parents every day when somebody goes to jail or when they go to the morgue. Mr. Uh, Cummings has not been to Baltimore to deal with the problem of crime and homicides in Baltimore, except to castigate, again, the people. Uh, But he's down on the border crying about uh, immigrant children.
1: So that's a local guy. That's a local resident of Baltimore on C-SPAN. That wasn't a right-wing talk show from the the clip that I just played. That was C-SPAN. Now... From Tim Young, he posted this video. It's awesome. Here's Mike Miller, the current president of the Maryland State Senate, calling Baltimore a GD ghetto. SHIT and a war zone back in 1989. He's been in power for over 30 years, and Baltimore has gotten even worse. Yeah, listen to this clip.
0: It helps educate my constituents as to why Baltimore needs the economic help. I mean, Baltimore is a ghetto. It's worse than in, in inner city Washington D.C. It is. Uh, I hope you're not going to play this on tape. <laughs> I mean, it is a it is a war zone. I mean, it's crack. I mean, it's you know these dime bags of PCP. I mean, you've got, we've got they've got one quarter of every kid is not in school each day. Fifty percent of the kids that start off in school don't graduate. So, looking at things from a statewide perspective, we really have to do things to.
1: That guy is a state senator. I mean. He's talking about how Baltimore is a ghetto, a war zone, and it's, well, you know, poop, for lack of a better term. I don't want to hit the Mojo 5-0 swearing jar. But this thing is ridiculous. This whole narrative crafting off of his tweet is just a distraction, like I said before. And when we finish up this segment on it, this is going to be the last time I ever talk about it. But think about it. What they're doing now? You got Al Sharpton going out. This is you can't even make this up. Al Sharpton is now going to Baltimore to speak out against Donald Trump. Now Donald Trump actually um, had him, you know, come to his ta- tower quite a few times. You had Donald Trump actually tweeted out that Al Sharpton showed up at Trump Tower and asked for money. This is what he said. He said, Al Sharpton would always ask me to go to his events. He would say, it's a personal favor to me. Seldom, but sometimes I would go. It was fine. He came to my office in Trump Tower during the presidential campaign to apologize for the way he was talking about me. Just a con man at work. Yeah, this guy who was responsible for the fake allegations of Tawana Brawley being raped by the police department that caused just cities... Or or you know, neighborhoods actually to burn down. You know, the Crown Heights BS. He is a grifter. He's somebody they're they're talking about Donald Trump being the guy who who's dividing people. This guy makes it a point to show up and then start throwing bombs and walk away after the damage is done. I mean he's a con man. He's a reverend? What what church does he what church does he preach at? Does he preach at Mount senile, blasphemous church? (laughs) I don't know. I've never heard a sermon from this guy. And it's interesting when you start to get into the whole Nation of Islam aspects of uh, the Democrat Party, which we may get into here in a little bit. But especially when it gets into Ilhan Omar and Keith Ellison and Iran. But anyways, one of the things that kills me is this guy is going to go showing up down there after he's in pictures With Donald Trump back in the day, Donald Trump going to his events, he outright admits it. But the narrative of racism must be kept, even though to the average person, it's a complete and utter farce. And there's a reason why they're doing this. I mean, this is, like I said, it's Saul Alinsky tactics of isolate and destroy, dehumanize, vilify. That's what they're doing to his Twitter account because They can't do it any other way because that's his that's his mouthpiece. That's his voice. And used to be you had people like George W. Bush, where you had people standing on top of terrorists in Abu Ghraib taking alcohol like some Jack Daniels and pouring it on their head. And when people said, oh, look at this Islamophobia and they attacked George W. Bush never said a word. He never defended himself. And that is what the difference is here. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, at least he doesn't just defend himself. He comes out on the offense and starts punching people left and right. But he's not doing it for the sake of just punching. He's actually doing it to point out things that are usually covered up by the media. The fact that Baltimore is such a, just a crappy run city. Just the fact that it's just, All the liberal policies that have been there for decades after decades after decades, same leadership has been there for decades after decades, has resulted in no change, no movement to a better society. Bernie Sanders even said it looked like a third world country when he visited back in 2016 before the election even finished. So and and what we have to realize here is this is all just a way to Form the narrative that Trump supports white supremacy and Islamophobia. Combat Flip Flops, bad for running, worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demining. Everything Combat Flip Flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict, like Afghanistan, Colombia, Laos, And you can check out more about Combat Flip Flops by checking out the TED Talk by Combat Flip Flops CEO Matt Griffin on YouTube. You can also use the promo code SLADE25 and you will get 25% off of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com. That's CombatFlipFlops.com. So the narrative is being built about white supremacy and we're going to get into some some interesting comments by Ilan Omar. Where she basically, you know, she's the one who married her brother, immigration fraud right there, divorced, and then ended up remarrying her ex, who she actually had kids with. And we learned recently that she, just over the weekend, um, filed for divorce again, and she's living in a trendy part of town that she represents, the trendy condos, because now... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can live in the trendy, luxurious part of D.C. with the infinity swimming pool and complain about income inequality and how she's, you know, a freshman. Ilhan Omar can now live in the trendiest part of town and pretend to represent her people when all she does is just sit on the world stage. But she made comments about white nationalist, white terrorism. And we also get into what happened At the uh, Gilroy Garlic uh, Festival shootout. Because that is being spun as a white supremacist event to which it wasn't. So we're going to get into all of these things. It's just, you got to keep in mind that they're going to connect all of these things together. So that they can build their narrative. Because they have nothing to run on. I mean, Buttigieg... He's embattled with his police department over a shooting that happened in his city, and most of his cops are wanting to leave. Kamala Harris can't even make a coherent statement. Bernie Sanders is sliding all over the place. Biden is very limp and flaccid. Beto has just run out of gas, even though he had a video of him pumping gas and asking for money back in the beginning of his campaign uh, for Senate. You've got Elizabeth Warren, who's, I guess she's holding steady, but there's no fire there. She's not likable. You've got all this stuff going on on the presidential side, on the Democrat wing, and there's no power. There's no, you know, there's no propulsion to any of these people. How they're going to win against Donald Trump, I have no idea, because the Robert Mueller hearing sure didn't help things, and Trump's polling numbers have gone up. The only one who can lose this is Trump, and if he passes this crappy budget bill, or if he does nothing about the border, then that's what's going to do him in. Back in just a moment.
0: This is Adrian Slade.